The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is The Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam, here to recap a busy weekend of racing with Formula One on the streets of Monaco, the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500, and the NASCAR Xfinity and Spring Cup Series were in Charlotte as the NASCAR Spring Cup Series took to the track for the longest race of the season, the Coca-Cola 600. We'll get things rolling with Formula One in Monaco as the series took to the streets for the Grand Prix of Monaco. Red Bull's Daniel Ricciardo would get the pole in qualifying Saturday afternoon and lead the field behind the safety car as the field was forced to start behind the safety car due to the wet conditions. Once the field is released, Ricciardo would check out to a 13-second lead ahead with Mercedes teammates Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton in their silver arrows. Rosberg would be given orders to let Hamilton by while Rosberg struggled with the handling of his car. Hamilton began to eat into Ricciardo's lead as the track began to dry out. Ricciardo would pit for fresh intermediate immediate tires for the wet conditions, while Lewis would stay out until the racing line had dried out, gaining him the lead. When Lewis finally hit pit road for his slicks, Red Bull would attempt to mimic the strategy, but wouldn't have their tires ready, resulting in a long stop for Ricardo. Ricardo would attempt to rebound and chase down Hamilton, even getting alongside the Mercedes before Hamilton powered back by the three. Lewis was able to nurse his tires to the finish and get his first win of 2016, while Daniel Ricardo would be forced to settle for a disappointing second place, and Sergio Perez would round out the podium with his first podium finish of 2016. The Verizon IndyCar Series would be in Indianapolis for the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500. Pole sitter and Oakville native James Hinchcliffe would lead the pack down in front of a sold-out crowd of 350,000 people and millions more watching the Great American Race at home. The finish would come down to fuel mileage as everyone pitted just a few laps shy of the pit window, leaving nearly everybody short on fuel, forcing drivers to pit in the closing laps. Alexander Rossi, a 25-year-old California native not many people have heard about and who had just seen the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the first time just over a month ago, would inherit the lead and immediately begin conserving fuel in the closing laps. He would slow to a pace 50 miles an hour slow lower than the rest of the field, but because he didn't pit, he had lots of time on the second place car, Carlos Munoz. Rossi would be able to nurse his car to the finish, and the young rookie would get the win in the 100th annual Indianapolis 500, his first win in the Verizon IndyCar Series. Teammate Carlos Munoz would come home in second, and Joseph Newgarden would take the final podium step in Indianapolis. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would be in Charlotte for the High Sense 300. It would look like Kyle Larson would finally break through and get a win when he took the lead from Joey Logano with less than five laps left in the event. Just before Larson was set to take the white flag, Eric Jones would lose a right front tire, pounding the outside wall and bringing out the yellow flag, sending the race into overtime. On the restart, it would initially be Joey Logano who would get the jump on Larson, but Denny Hamlin, who had just pitted for four fresh Goodyears, would rocket around Logano on the last lap and take the win. Justin Allgaier would be the highest finishing Xfinity Series regular, coming home in fourth, and here's what race winner Denny Hamlin had to say post-race. Realistically, we probably had the best car all day. I just didn't get very good restarts. Uh, that's really the only time we would get past is, is on restarts. Uh, the 42 had a good long run car, um, I, I think second run of the day, and, and got around us. But then we started coming back to them there towards the end. So I was um, I really had a great car, and then obviously we, we had that penalty and had to go to the back. And really, I, I drove as hard as I could that last run. And, uh, you know, got back up to third. But uh, we needed a caution to, to get caught up, and we got it, and it worked out. 
to where I was willing to do whatever the opposite of the, the guys in front of me, which that's the tough spot. It puts the leaders, but, I mean, we have a Goodyear tire now that wears out, and uh, it gives crew chiefs an option to come in here and take tires and make a charge at the end. So that's, you know, that's why you saw some of the great racing we saw, and uh, it was obviously a great break for us to get that caution. The NASCAR Sprint Cup Series would be in Charlotte for the longest race of the season, the Coca-Cola 600. Martin Truex Jr. would get the pole in qualifying, and Joey Logano would line up in second as they brought the field down to the drop of the green flag Sunday evening. Brian Scott would bring out the first yellow flag for an incident on track on lap 114. Scott would be rim riding on the high line and spin out coming out of turn two. Luckily, Scott would be able to collect his number 44 Ford Fusion and continue without any damage. Jeffrey Earnhardt would bring out the next and final yellow flag for an incident on track. Earnhardt would lose a right front tire, sending him hard into the turn four wall. This would spread debris all over the track, forcing NASCAR to throw the yellow flag and clean up the racing surface. The final yellow flag would be thrown for debris on lap 341. This would set up the final restart of the night where pole sitter in the dominant car of the day, Martin Truex Jr. and Jimmy Johnson would battle it out. Johnson would manage to lead a lap before Truex would retake the lead and check out from the field as Truex would go on to score his first win of 2016 in the Coca-Cola 600. Kevin Harvick would finish in second, the Sound of Speed pre-race pick Jimmy Johnson came home in third, and Denny Hamlin and Brad Keselowski would round out the top five in the Coca-Cola 600. Truex would put on a clinic Sunday night leading 392 laps or 588 miles, which is more than any other driver in the history of NASCAR has ever led in a single race, which speaks volume for the single car operation out of Denver, Colorado, battling these big teams on their home turf in Charlotte. Here's what Truex had to say following his win. Feels good. <laughs> Feels hard to, hard to put it into words, obviously. So uh, <clears throat> just really, really excited for my team, really excited that Barney was here tonight. It's the first time he's been to uh, been at the racetrack when one of his cars has won. So uh, that's a, a big deal for all of us. And uh, Johnny Morris from Bass Pro was here tonight. We've been so close to winning for him this year. And, and for him to be here tonight, get to victory lane in the 600 was amazing. And uh, just, you know, all in all, just uh, the whole weekend was really one of them fairy tale weekends where we it seemed like we couldn't do anything wrong. And, you know, Cole and the guys did a great job with the car, obviously, all weekend, and just uh, just seemed like everything was just going the way we needed to go. And then we come down to the end of the race, and, and you know, we we're out there leading, and um, I'm like, all right, when's the caution going to come out? And it didn't, so uh, and it didn't, so things went the way we needed them to. We had a, obviously a fast hot rod, and uh, just thankful for that. And thanks, you know, for all my guys for working so hard and uh, and bringing fast cars, it's fun to drive them points as NASCAR gears up for the tricky triangle. Kevin Harvick leads Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, and Carl Edwards rounds out the top five in the NASCAR Spring Cup Series point standings. Kevin Harvick came home with a solid second place finish in Sunday's Coca-Cola 600. Here's what Harvick had to say post-race. Yeah, we struggled the first 450 miles, but, you know, they kept uh, kept swinging at it and were able to finally find some tire pressures that were that was better um, you know, at the beginning of the race, we were just having the same problem, getting in the corner and then sliding the back of the car up off the corner. And, and towards the end, um, you know, we got the car in the racetrack a lot better and were able to, to really start driving it like uh, like we needed to, to to keep up. So, you know, I think I think we'd have been better off, you know, if they would have just kept running. But uh, when the caution came out, because we had caught the, the 78 past the 48 and, and then once he got new tires and an adjustment on there it seemed like he was able to to kind of get out in front of us and, and never really um you know we weren't ever really able to make up any ground once we got around the 48 
This weekend, the NASCAR Spring Cup Series is in Pocono for the riding of the Exalta We Paint Winners 400. Join me Sunday morning as I get you set up with everything you need to know just moments before the green flag is set to drop in Pocono. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Saga Beach. Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page, and you can find the latest edition of the sound of speed and all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Be sure to check out the blog where you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for today. Don't forget to join me Sunday morning to get set up for the Exalta We Paint Winners 400 from Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania. Until then, thanks for listening, and have a great week, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.